It's your favorite podcast, Almost Holy, where being almost holy is just the starting point, and holiness in Christ is the destination, with your host, Victoria Faith. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Almost Holy. This is your host, Victoria Faith. And I hope you all are excited to for this episode because I'm definitely excited. I took a week off. I was home, busy, and I felt like it was a nice little mid-season break. But now I'm back and I'm excited to share with you all more almost holy about being walking with God and trying to figure it out, going from almost holy to the holiness that we have in Christ. Um But also, I guess for me, a lot of the season is like sometimes like how difficult it can feel because we're human and we like our flesh a lot of times. And this episode is all about being at a crossroad, not a crossroad of whether or not I'm going to uh, not believe in Jesus, but a crossroad and whether I'm going to continue to walk near Jesus. Um... I think that a lot of Christians, you know, oh, I believe Jesus, but you don't necessarily see that in like their actions, which is fine. They they are saved. They have salvation, but there's so much offered to us um, on this earth as Christians. And so I don't want to just like wait to heaven, wait till I get to heaven to experience all of this that God has for us. It's like, how do I step into this now? But I realize that that also comes with your... I feel like I'm often confronted with a lot of crossroads that in the past I definitely would have not necessarily experienced. I would have just chosen what was easier, what was more fun, what was going to please my flesh. And I was satisfied with that. But now since I have fully decided and committed to commit my life to following Christ for real, for real, it's like it feels like I'm constantly like having to choose, make decisions that can impact the rest of my life. Now, that's a tad bit dramatic. It may be like smoking a blunt one, one more time won't, um, you know, ruin the rest of my life. But also it's recognizing how important the choices that I make are. And I want to talk about that, but also not through um, legalism and like, if you don't do X, Y, Z, God won't love you, right? This is just, I'm just talking about my journey and what that looks like being at a crossroads and failing sometimes, failing in the past multiple times. um, But now knowing that I have Jesus on my side and accessing the Holy Spirit, um, what does that look like? How do I confront these crossroads um, differently than I did in the past? Because Look, they always come, but a lot. But like I said in the past, it was like easier to just be like, "Well, I'm choosing option easier," um, rather than having to fight past my flesh and what um, seems almost more natural to do, right? And I already mentioned smoking blunts or whatever, but I want to be really transparent with you all. Y'all, I used to like be a a pothead, like truthfully, and I used to smoke all the time. And I'm saying this now also because I told my mom um, and I didn't want to say it before and her not know. And then she listens to this episode and she finds out. So anyways, now she knows. Hi, mom. Um, But I used to smoke a lot. But um, over time in February, 
um, God just convicted me to stop smoking. And this was also over a couple months of continu- of uh, gradually smoking less and less and less. And then once I decided to fully live my life for Christ um, and allow God to change my heart, God like, said this to me basically also... I believe it was with the reasoning. Uh, well, I don't know God's reasons, but I began I began to be able to hear God's voice a lot clearer once this happened. And if you smoke if you're, and you're listening to this, I am by no means trying to convict you to stop smoking. I'm not at all. This was a personal conviction that God put on my heart that I decided to live out because I knew what I wanted and that was to be closer to him. So so if that's you and God is convicting you to stop hanging out with those friends, right? Stop drinking, stop getting drunk every single weekend or maybe start going to church more, whatever that is, you should be obedient because the main thing is obedience and God rewards obedience. And it's not like, oh, we're just some, getting something tangible, but beca- we'll begin to know God more. And that is the gift in and of itself. He's the greatest thing um, that we could ever imagine. He's be- He's actually better than that. And so knowing that, what am I doing when I enter these crossroads, especially for for um, the example in this episode, smoking, right? Like I said, I used to smoke a lot. And especially when I got really into my faith, it was it was a lot easier to not even think about weed. Um, I threw away all my materials. I was like, okay, I'm serious about this. I don't want to even be reminded of this lifestyle that I was living because then I know it will tempt me. And I know that my flesh is, I know that my flesh is dying. (laughs) And sometimes it might win if I just constantly see the weed, right? And another thing that helped this out was Israel, like he talked about on our episode together, he stopped smoking right before me and I'm not saying that I did it because of him because it was 100% a personal conviction but because I was surrounding myself with people who were doing certain things it did influence me like oh if he could do it then you know maybe I can do that and so that's just like a side note is that be intentional with who you're around because you don't realize that how they may influence you at crossroads in your life and you could get something you could grow closer to God because of being surrounded by being surrounded around the group of people that influence you in the best way. So, so yeah, that was um back in February and we're in September now and like I've been talking about a lot this season, I'm kind of waiting, I'm distracted, things are kind of moving slow it seems like. And so then I I I was faced with a crossroad of whether or not I'm going to go back to smoking weed all the time because that was how I used to fill my time, my idle time. Um, or if I was just going to continue doing what I'm doing, even though I feel like the fire, um, like the Holy Ghost uh, fire um, has kind of dimmed a little bit. And I'm not saying I was perfect in this, um, maybe m- messed up one or two times, but it was a decision I knew that could impact where I'm going in the next season of my life. And how am I dealing with this? And like I said, I'm not trying to make this about legalism. I'm not trying to be like, if you don't do this and you aren't getting to heaven, that's not what this episode is about. But it's about figuring out how to overcome the crossroads when it's so much easier to just go backwards. And if you talk to my friends, 
Best believe, before I got here, there were countless amount of times I chose the easier option. So if you're not there yet, like, I believe that God will work on you um, in due time. Um, and But if you're listening to this and you feel convicted, then be like, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm here, I'm ready for... Um, I'm ready for you to help me out. And that brings me to my first point is that we can't do this by ourselves. Like I said in the past, I always went to what was easier because I was trying to do it by myself. My flesh, our flesh is weak, y'all. So it's going to keep cho- choosing what is easier. But when you realize that you have the Holy Spirit on your side, then anything is possible. Jesus said greater works are yet to come. And also that the Holy Spirit is here to help us. John chapter 15, verse 23 says in the New King James Version, in the New King James Version, um, but when the helper comes, whom, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify about me. Now, <laughs> I guess it's really, I, wanna fo- I really want to focus on the first part, but when the helper comes, the helper that Jesus is referring to in this statement is the Holy Spirit. He's saying this because we, he knows we need help because we, because we read about how people fail and how we all fall short of his glory, like it says in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, that we all fall short of the glory of God. So that's why we have the Holy Spirit to help us. So when we are at these crossroads, I'm, I'm not expecting you to be able to overcome them on your own. I'm expecting you to be like, God, I need you because I'm about to mess up. I actually probably already did mess up and I don't want to, and I know what's on the other side of this. I know the version of myself that will come back if I continue to make these choices. And I want to choose what's on the other. I want to choose um, you. I want to choose a version of myself that is closer to you, right? But I can't do that without your help because I'm going to fail like I have failed in the past over and over again. But I want to get closer to you at this crossroad in my life. And so that is my first point. And I'm, I will always emphasize the need of the Holy Spirit because he's essential to us walking this Christian walk. We can't do it without him. That's why Jesus had to come to send the Holy Spirit so we could try to figure it out, y'all, okay? Um, And so if you're at this moment where you're like, oh, it's just easier to go back, don't go back yet because that leads me to my second point is look at how far you've come, look at how far you've come and how much progress you've made progress is not linear. When I thought I wanted to go into mental health, um, something that I always thought about, something, a phrase that was often referred to was that progress is not linear, right? And I believe that is the case for many things. (laughs) Um, If you look at, say, mm, for example, say you see this like, okay, maybe I was watching this reality show (laughs) actually, and uh, it was a very, very unhealthy relationship. And the guy, you knew he was cheating on the girl. But one day, all of a sudden, he's like, oh, let's get married. Actually, like, you're, you're the best thing that ever happened to me. I'm, I want to do everything that you want to do. And while that sounded great, you're like, but you were like cheating on her like a couple weeks ago. How does this make sense? Because this progress 
was like just way too fast. You know that you're gonna progress is like a slow upward climb because you're gonna have failures but then successes but then you're gradually gonna be moving up and up and up and sometimes when we don't see progress in our lives we don't or we don't see things changing immediately we forget about the progress being made oh I was at church one time and and he was talking about this book called Atomic Habits and in the book, it says intensity makes good stories, but consistent, consistency makes good progress. Okay, so just like that example that I talked about, intensity, you're like, oh my goodness, wow, so much has changed so fast. But you're like, okay, we can talk about it, we can laugh about it, but I know that wasn't sustainable. But by being consistent in the word and consistently choosing God, you'll see how, you'll see how that has impacted your life in the long run you may not it may not feel like it right now because i i trust me trust me when i say i feel it too when it's like it's just easier to go back the world jesus said my yoke is easy and my burden is light but truthfully i'm tired of constantly feeling like i can't do what like my flesh wants to do what feels natural to me what has been my life for the past x amount of years i want to go back to that because it feels like it's easy the world seems a lot easier when i can just do what i want to do and i don't have to worry about trying to grow closer to god i just i'm just me and that's how i was for a lot of years um and if that's where i was and uh, if that's where you're at okay but i mean it's really the holy spirit it's not even like a um, a something that you can do in your flesh, but allow the Holy Spirit in your heart and you'll be surprised. And through the Holy Spirit changing your heart, you're going to realize that this long process, this drawn out process of getting near to God is necessary to make sure that your foundation is firm, that you can't, that you won't shake just because you have to wait for something because you know without a shadow of a doubt that what's on the other side of this will always be far greater than what I could do for myself. What feels good in the moment? What, like, what, what feels satisfying immediately? It's not worth it. But also, this is to say, if you do mess up, God loves you. He loves you so much. Um, the story that really, I feel like, um, captures this in my mind right now is the story of the prodigal son, which is found in Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 31. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar, the prodigal son is about a father with two sons. Um, I believe he's a... Well, the Bible doesn't say he's a wealthy man, but he has an estate. And the younger son says, father, give me my share of the estate. So, so it says, so the father, he just, he divided his property between them, between the oldest and the youngest son. And so the younger son, he went off, he was louding out and he squandered his wealth. And then the country that he was, went, that he traveled to, there was a severe famine and so he didn't have anything. So he did, he decided to work for a man with pigs. And he was like, basically like, where has my life gone? So one day it dawned on him, wait, my father's servants eat better than me. I'm going to go back to my father and I can be treated as a servant because anything is better than eating with the pigs right now. And so then he goes back to his um to his father's house and it says and verse 20 but while he was still long away 
a long way off. His father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. So he ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. Now, if you don't feel the Holy Spirit in that, I don't know. I don't I don't know what to tell you, but this is to say, if you feel like you 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 left everything that God gave you and you decided to try to do it on your own and you're scared to come back to him because you're like, I failed, um, and you feel embarrassed, ashamed, guilty, all of these emotions, to me, this, this, this verse right here, it's like God is, he sees you in the distance and he's going to, he wants to run and wrap his arms around you and love you. And he's so happy that you're back. And then the story gets even better for those of you who don't know. <laughs> it says, the son said to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. If you feel like you were at a crossroads, right? And you went back to what was easier than what was of your flesh. You were wilding out just like the prodigal son was and you squandered all of your wealth. And that doesn't have to be material wealth. Well, that could be your emotional wealth, your mental wealth, um, your friendships, anything. You're just like, wow, I just failed right now without God. And you're afraid to come back. God just won't give you a hug. He, we are going to celebrate your return to him because this is amazing. You were lost and now you're found. You're found inside the presence of God. And you realize that what's in this world will never satisfy the things that God has already promised to you. And what I love about this story, it's like this son already had it all. He had what he had what what was his father's, right? He always had that, but he had to go into the world, figure out that oh, he probably can't do it alone to come back to be like, I had it, I had it all all along. But I had to maybe go out and I had to figure that out for myself. And that's I feel like true for a lot of people, but a lot of times we don't know how to come back because I don't know, church folk and you're like, I don't, I don't really want to be around them, but it's not them. It's God. God wants you to come back. God wants to love you so well. And the story ends with the older son being like, yo, dad, I was obedient to you this whole time. Why are you killing the fattest calf for him? And you didn't even kill a goat for me and my friends. So in chapter on verse 31, it says, my son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So even if this maybe message doesn't apply to you and you're just like, yeah, like I know people can come back to God whenever, but also think about the value it's been staying with God the whole time, right? When when you were at a crossroad and you could have gone back, you decided to be obedient and stay with him. And you're like, I want to party, but God is like, you don't, you don't recognize the fact that I've always been with you. And how much I've shown you and taught you along the way, they still probably got to, your brother probably got to go back and learn all these things, but we're excited for him. We're glad we are rejoicing, but you, I am well pleased with you as well. And so regardless of what you do, okay, yes, you're at a crossroads. If you go, if you went on, if you were at a crossroads and you went back, you want to come back to God, we're celebrating, right? Because we are excited 
But if you've been with God and you chose and right now you're trying to figure out if you want to go back or go forward, know that you're know that God will always be with you during during this time. Even if you don't feel it all the time, knowing that know that being obedient will will I don't want to just act like it's about rewards, but you but you reap what you sow, right? Um, in John chapter 15, I believe, or 16, about staying in the vine. And you can only produce fruit when you're with God, um, I believe. It says, oh yeah, it says John chapter 15, excuse me. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it can so that it can be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So, even if you feel like you're, this is not a fruitful season for you and you're at this crossroads, know that you can't do nothing without God. You can't do nothing without Jesus. So you might as well stay with him, abide in him, remain in him, and you'll see it. You'll see it in the long run, whether that just whether that be understanding who God is, which is the most precious gift, or it's something material that you've been praying for and being patient for. Know that God wants to give us the desires of our hearts too, because he's, he's our heavenly father. He wants us, he wants to see us happy. Um, but that's, I hope some encouragement for you to choose maybe what doesn't always seem so easy and seem, um, like it may not be immediately satisfying. Um, like I said, I've been struggling like with weed a little bit and it's like, okay, yeah, that high might be good. But in the long run, I understand God more if when I, when I don't smoke. And that's just, like I said, this is my personal testimony. Um, so wherever you're at in your journey, know that God is with you and we're going to celebrate with you. Um, and we're happy um, God, God is happy that you are that you are going to Him and seeking Him for help and advice, leaning on the Spirit, and knowing that you've made a lot of progress at the end of the day. Um, so, before I end, of course, I just want to offer time for anyone who wants to offer their life to Christ. Just repeat after me, dear God, thank you for sending your Son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. I believe He lived died and rose again. I am yours. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. If you said that prayer, congratulations. Um, and I'm really happy for you. You can always contact me for more resources on Instagram. And I hope you all enjoyed the message and you and that you'll be back next week for more Almost Holy. again for listening if you would like to connect further follow me on instagram at almost holy podcast god bless